Glory to my guru, Sri Krishna Guruji. In the last episode of Sharing the Bhagavad Gita, we began Chapter 2. We further heard Arjuna's doubts regarding the war as he and Lord Sri Krishna were stationed on the battlefield between the two armies. Then at last, Arjuna surrendered his deluded mind and took refuge in Lord Sri Krishna. And it was at this point that Lord Sri Krishna began his discourse and gave instruction to the dejected Arjuna. So today we continue with the Bhagavad Gita. We continue in Chapter 2, the Sankhya Yoga, that's the Yoga of Knowledge. So let's begin Chapter 2, Verse 14. O Son of Kunti, the contact between the senses and their objects, which give rise to the feelings of heat and cold, pleasure and pain, etc., are transitory and fleeting. Therefore, Arjuna, endure them. That ends 14. It is the job of the senses to perceive the objects that come in contact with it. As embodied beings, we can't just turn off the senses, and we cannot just simply deny the perception of these objects. Without removing or damaging our eyes, the eyes will see the outward world. It is by sense perception through our sense organs that the mind creates the feelings such as heat and cold, pleasure and pain. Feelings are transitory, they come and they go. Sometimes, in the case of chronic illness, it may seem that there is no end to one's suffering. It is the mind and body that is suffering. The self, that is the indwelling spirit, is not touched by these feelings. The feelings of the body are as temporary as the body itself. As long as the spirit is embodied, feelings will come and go, and it is therefore necessary for us to endure them. So let's continue with the next verse. This is chapter 2, verse 15. Arjuna, the wise man to whom pain and pleasure are alike and who is not tormented by these contacts becomes eligible for immortality. That ends 15. Here I would like to share with you about a man whom it was my honor to meet in 2019 while in Calcutta. He was Sri Krishna Guruji's foster father, Bapi. He was a beautiful being, a husband, father, grandfather, but moreover, he was a devotee of God. So for many years, he laid flat on his back, unable to move around and unable to be healed by the medical community. His devoted family took great care of him. Sri Krishna Guruji, through his own mystical powers, could have helped him to heal or move on, but Bapi, this great devotee and lover of the Lord, chose to endure that which was destined for him. For all those years, he performed great prayer and unwavering love to the Lord. It was amazing to meet him. Even while seeing him lying in the bed, godliness just radiated from him. He didn't cry out to God, saying, why me? And he did not beg God to rid him of the affliction. Knowing that it was his own karma, he endured the many years of immobility and pain till his death. So we too can separate the bodily feelings from our true self, but it's very difficult for the ego to let go of its feelings. So we tend to continue to believe that we are feeling pain or pleasure. Now we'll continue with verse 16. The unreal has no existence and the real never ceases to be. The reality of both has thus been perceived by the seers of truth. And 16. Now, this verse may be especially difficult to understand. What is the unreal and what is real? Well, the unreal is that which is transitory. It has a beginning, middle, and end. 
All of creation is unreal. It began, it is, and it will go. Time is a strange thing, and of course, it's always relative. Sri Krishna Guruji has taught the material world comes into existence and with time will again go back the way it came. In a manifestation, the collective objects, both living and non-living, have a beginning and an end. So we know all of that is unreal. And the real is that without a beginning, middle or end, the real is unchanging. It is always. The real is that which permeates all. It's inside and outside of everything. It is the substratum, the framework on which all manifestations of name and form appear. One can say that the real is the dreamer of which we are the dream. When we awaken, we will know that which is unreal and that which is real. Just the way we do now each morning, we know that the night's dream was unreal even though it appeared quite real. The seers of truth know perfectly the real and the unreal. So we'll pick up here at verse 17. This is chapter 2, verse 17 through 20. Know that alone to be imperishable, which pervades the universe, for no one has the power to destroy the indestructible substance. All these bodies pertaining to the imperishable, indefinable, and eternal soul are spoken of as perishable. Therefore, Arjuna, fight. Both of them are ignorant. He who considers the soul to be capable of killing and he who takes it as killed. For verily, the soul never kills, nor is it killed. The soul is never born, nor it ever dies, nor does it become after being born. For it is unborn, eternal, everlasting, and primeval. Even though the body is slain, the soul is not. This ends verse 20. The substratum is the Lord. The substratum is real. The substratum is all-pervading. The substratum is imperishable. Those bodies, including Arjuna's, lined up for battle, are all perishable. All bodies will cease to be, and it is the spirit soul alone which will endure. The eternal indweller cannot kill another, nor can it be killed. The spirit soul is not born, it doesn't die, it doesn't come into existence. It is and has been, and will always be. Sri Krishna Guruji is adamant when he tells us the importance of understanding that there are not souls. There is only one soul. So we come to understand that we are jivatma, that is, we are spirit souls, each carrying our own karma and tendencies. It's here that we learn the important lesson that we are not the body. We are beyond the body. We are that spirit soul. So we'll stop here today. This concludes today's episode of Sharing the Bhagavad Gita. We've finished through verse 20. Next, we'll continue chapter 2 at verse 21. Thank you for listening. God bless and lots of love.